0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now, here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio coming at you on a Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed this amazing weather we've been having. Just sunshine. And nice, nice sunshine and rays. It's just been gorgeous. Today, we're going to be talking with my good friend Shane Nasby. You all read Chris Chamberlain's article in the scene talking about his new place, Cletus Burgers. And uh, it's a good talk. We have an amazing conversation. It's always good to catch up with them. The last time that we uh, had a conversation on air was on May the 6th, 2021. Right before restaurants were about to open, so it has been two years since we've been uh, we've done an interview, and this one does not disappoint. You get to learn all about the new Cletus Burger, what the reasoning behind it is, his motivation, and just just everything. The guy is absolutely amazing, and uh, I love catching up with him. Stay tuned for our episode on Monday. We're gonna be talking with Justin Cook from the Entrepreneurial Operating System EOS Worldwide. And this is an episode you do not want to miss. 100% Justin Cook is going to help you um, take control of your business. This is a great episode. We're going to do another part. And I think we're going to do like a whole big group meeting. We're going to continue to work on the traction model and EOS. But first, we have a new sponsor, guys. When we went to Phoenix, we learned about so much technology. And one of the main sponsors for this entire event was GoTab. And GoTab is not in Nashville, guys. This is a brand new technology and it's everything. I I envision this for downtown restaurants and bars where it works with native systems. You can come in and people can through a QR code, they can start their own tab. They start their own tab, send in their own drinks, and you bring the drinks, you can check the IDs. But people can do all of this stuff themselves. You can do with pictures. Uh, starting tabs, continuing to order. They can close tabs. They can split tabs. All of these things are possible working with your current POS system. Now, they do offer their own POS. It's all cloud-based. It is amazing. It is the future. I couldn't be more excited to bring this technology to you. So, we have an exclusive demo through Nashville Restaurant Radio. It is at gotab, G-O-T-A-B, Dot IO forward slash E N forward slash N R R. There's going to be a link attached to the show notes for this episode with Shane Nasby, but this is something that is brand new. If you've been waiting to get into the next generation of POS systems, this is the one they also have. I mean, it's a full suite of, uh, of things. Uh, it's the best restaurant PO system and it's contactless. There's no app you have to do. It's all online. It is just amazing. So I love the feature that the analytics that it can run. So at the Greenhouse Grill, we offer a watermelon and crab salad. It comes out for two months every year. We also do a fresh strawberry shortcake. And I can look back over last year's sales and I can look at it and go, okay, these people ordered strawberry shortcake. And it will tell me, I can search by who ordered what and when, and I can send a push notification out to all of those people Instantly SMS style with GoTab. I can immediately say, hey, you came in and ordered this. We have it again. You got to check it out. Also, if you order, if you have people that buy wine that's over $75 or anybody who bought wine and you're doing a wine dinner or you're whatever it is, it can segment the people who dine with you. So you can generate this data and then you can do something with it. GoTab is changing the business. I'm so excited to have them be part of National Restaurant Radio. And look, there's only one restaurant in Nashville right now that's using GoTab, so this is brand new. It is all over the West Coast, and I am just super excited to bring it to you. So go check them out. GoTab.io forward slash E-N forward slash N-R-R. Here's the deal. You've got to go with that link, okay? When you go check them out through that link, what that does is they've offered me, they said, hey, look, for anybody who comes on we're going give you um, we're going to give you some money, and I said, I don't want the money. You, the sponsorship is great. Give that back to the people. Give that back to if anybody signs up, let's give them $500 dollars in free hardware and they were like, really?" And I was like, yeah, you get a sponsor that's great. I'd love to have you on here, but I want to offer a value to anybody that buys GoTab or anybody that uses your your service and they have a lot of services that work with your your POS system you have right now so When you sign up for GoTab, you get $500 in free hardware automatically just because you go to that link. You got to go gotab.io forward slash en forward slash nrr, and that way you will get the best deal. If you also go to our website, NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, you will see the go tab section. Just click on that link and that link will send you exactly where you need to go to get that special deal. Okay. That's going to be our ad to start the show. We are excited to have them on board. You're going to hear lots about them. We're going to do an episode with Tim, who's the CEO of the company here in a couple of weeks, and we're going to do a deep dive. And then we're going to have an event. They're going to come to Nashville. We're going to have a big event and we're going to host it at a restaurant and we're going to bring everybody in to learn about how you can use your data, how you can start tabs and that the servers can pick up the tab and they can, it's just, guys, with this labor shortage that we're having, this is a godsend. I'm just, I'm I'm in here. I'm that excited about what GoTab is doing. So uh, we're excited to bring this episode to you again. Monday, Justin Cook, lots of great things going on. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend And uh, let's jump in right now with Shane Nasby. Super excited today to welcome in Shane the Naz, Nasby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shane is the owner of the new Cletus Hamburgers.
1: Cletus Burgers? Uh, We're just calling it Cletus, but yeah, the uh, focal point is burgers and beer, so...
0: Burgers and beer. Welcome back to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Thank you. It's been a while. May 6th, 2020 was our last episode. Really?
1: hmm Two years ago, almost exactly.
0: I had gone on May 5th on Cinco de Mayo, and I ordered takeout from um, Honeyfire. Was I it had-
1: on a Tuesday? Was it Taco Tuesday? Mm,
0: I don't think so, because I got all my stuff that I yeah. normally get there. I'm pretty creature of habit, but... Diablo Jones is that what it was? <laughs> the Diablo Jones. Yeah, My wife gets the right. Buffalo Jones. I love the Diablo Jones. But I love everything. It's, it's all your stuff is amazing. Sure. Um but you said, did you go to the food truck outside? And I was like, yeah, I did. Cuz there was no like you had to go pick up your food from oh, a food that's truck, right? Because yeah. restaurants weren't open.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2020 was a blur, I think because there were so many pivots. I felt like every two weeks it was something different. Like we were in the food truck. We have no seating. Now we're 50% seating. Now we're back to 25% seating. Like, yeah, the whole year was just a blur for most of us in the industry. So it was
0: insane. It was yeah. absolutely. And we opened, I think the restaurants reopened May 13th or 14th. Until so I mean, the week that we talked restaurants were closed. And yeah. I mean, you literally had to go to a food truck outside. I mean, Thinking back to those moments back then, like, what have what have you learned from that day?
1: Uh, man, I, I tell you what, twenty twenty right was is more about I, I don't know. That was survival mode. Like you just you just completely shift gears, and um, I mean, not to mention, like, I was actually in Charleston for Charleston Wine and Food Festival uh, first week of March, and um, that's when the tornado hit. Um, so I mean, everything. March, 2020 in Nashville was just crazy. And I remember being at Charleston Wine and Food being like, oh my gosh, there's, there's tens of thousands of people here at this event, you know, and it's the COVID is at that point. You didn't know what it was exactly. So you're, do we still
0: know do we know what it is now? I,
1: I'm, I wouldn't answer that question <laughs> or attempt to, uh, but what we did know is like, you didn't know if it was super serious, if it wasn't like you just, there's so many questions and you had, Thousands of people walking around at literally the event was, you know, had it was still going on in the middle of like the news was just covered with COVID and things getting shut down. But here we are at, you know, this week long event and it's still happening, the massive crowds and we're serving food and it's just like, holy cow, like I just wanted to get home and just kind of reassess everything that was happening so we could kind of lock in and figure out our game plan so
0: that's funny because that was the basis of my first that's what started this podcast was on March 12th so many people were posting things like hey we wash our hands come out and eat with us you remember these long like Mm -hmm. "While we recognize that COVID-19 is coming we will ensure you that everything we do in our restaurants is safe and clean and you still come out and eat because all the restaurants were everyone they were dying yeah I mean, nobody was going out to eat so people were out there just putting whatever they could out of the ether and i thought i had a conversation i said is that the right thing to do like as an industry should we be telling people hey we're clean so you should come out and eat are we putting our staff in jeopardy are we putting other what if this thing is just deadly and we've been bringing people into the restaurant because we're slow and we killed 20 people because we did that and like should we
1: do that yeah, that
0: was a conversation. Uh,
1: yeah, that was one of many conversations and you just nobody knew. I mean, it was a brand new thing that had 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 hit the world all at once. And we were all reeling and trying to figure out we're trying to save our businesses. We're trying to like, ah, man, it was. Uh, yeah, there's so many thoughts going through your mind and just laying there in bed at night looking at the ceiling going like, what, what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, because not only that you had you had staff had everybody has different opinions and thoughts with your staff. Some people wanted to work, some people didn't. Some people had super concerns about the health aspect of it, some people had zero concerns. And then everybody brings their opinions to the table, whether it's guests and staff, and then you're trying to like navigate the situation as a business you know, owner. as a business owner and as someone in your community inviting a human people. being. <laughs> yes. And uh and you know and not to mention like you know I'm you're you're out there in it all day every day and you're going home to your family. Yeah. And you're exposed to anybody who works for like any you're 100% exposed all day and then you're going home and like that first month or two you're just like man should I just go stay somewhere else and let my family just be by themselves <laughs> you know like it was uh there was a lot to wrestle with and uh and it's it's it seems like it was yesterday 2020 but it also feels like a decade ago so it's it's weird. The whole situation was just... uh,
0: I never want to go back there. Oh, Lord, no. I know that... I mean, it was... I I felt nice being at home, spending time with the wife and kids and, like, not going out to work. And You didn't really have that option because you had to rest. Like, Yeah. um, But, man, just the pain it caused so many... And I don't think we're... I don't think we're done.
1: Oh, no, it's not. I don't... I personally don't believe it's ever going to go away. We'll have to adapt to it. It's not going to be gone, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I... I, (sighs)
0: I just, I do you know, the people side of this thing, like in people that are still afraid, that people that are still, I think that it's, it's created a lot of insecurity in people in general, whether they're working or whatever. And I, I just think that it's uh, we, I want to help people get back to being okay with normal. And I don't know, it's, it's something that's near and yeah. dear to my heart right now.
1: For sure. I understand that. I mean, we all desire normalcy. We all desire getting things back to, you know, a level of comfort. And that's what we long for as humans, you know, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that the circumstances and, and, you know, whatever's out there to that would allow us to do that. I hope, you know, that's what we all strive for, I think.
0: So let's, let's go. We were talking about the last episode, May 6th, 2020. You're, you're opening a new place. It's called Cletus. Mm-hmm. Obviously no longer honey fire. Correct. I don't know if this is an elephant in the room, but let's just, let's just address, you left honey fire, you're the owner, you're not there anymore. Give me like the, just the, the quick, I don't want to dwell on this. Let's just.
1: Well, I think, I think we kind of hit it, you know, 2020, 2021 was just so crazy. And I, I felt like during that stretch, like what I, what I found to be the, the, the heartbeat of what I desire is just helping the hopeless and homeless, and and people who are poverty stricken, um, having served with people loving Nashville for the past few years, um, that just became so close to my heart. Getting out there and just developing those relationships with our friends on the streets, and um, uh, that's that's where I wanted to be. And um, but I also knew that you know the restaurant world was you know so I I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. I do I did know that like my um, for, for me and my wife, you know, we, we, we processed for, for weeks and months and it wasn't an easy decision, but we knew like, we knew that we were being led to this different, uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, career path, but it was just a mission. And, but we didn't know what it looked like. We didn't know, like, is this, um, is this something that's, uh, I, I initially, whenever, you know, we transitioned out of Honeymoon Honey Fire, you know, December, And, um, it was just a couple, two, three months of just, just resting with the family after the previous two years, it was just took the kids to Disney world nice, and just like, just
0: nice motorcycle rides with Angela. Yeah.
1: You know, just, (laughs) just like decompressing and just exhaling and being like, okay, let's figure out what's next. But I didn't feel a big, like, you know, a lot of pressure to go figure it out. Um, uh, so you know, I didn't know, like I thought about buying just a food truck and just, you know, maybe two or three days a week going out and just doing food truck stuff. And then a couple of days a week serving the, the community in the streets with like a free food truck and like raising money. I, th- I thought about doing the nonprofit and actually got that kind of started. And then, you know, uh, you know, and then the opportunity came up with the location that we found for Cletus. And, um, you know, it, it was, uh, in terms of like second generation spots, it was it was it was within our budget. It was something that we could do, and um, we we swung by there, um, and like we just just kind of on a chance and just walked back there, and we saw like this beer garden and this stage for live music and tons of outdoor seating, and it, it's it's kind of a hole in the wall vibe, you know, like it's not. Um, It's by, but I just started looking at this and I just said, man, what we could do a lot based out of here. Yeah. And, uh, so I, you know, met with Ryan Lampa, who's the director of, uh, and the founder of People Loving Nashville. And I just said, what, what can we do together? How can we make this work? And so Cletus was birthed, not because I set out to open a restaurant. It was, how can we, how can we serve the community that we want to serve? Um, our friends on the streets, um, and so we, we kind of laid out this game plan and this thought process. And, you know, Cletus is a for-profit business, but, um, it's going to have, it's mission focused. It's a mission based business. And, um, we, you know, I can get into, uh, you probably have more questions about that in the future, but that's just kind of ha- the whole thing wasn't necessarily like a hard stop. Now we're going to go into this. Like it was just, we, we knew we needed to pull back. We knew we needed to just take some time to rest And then uh, we also knew that we wanted to, you know, serve our community. So we've, it just kind of happened naturally. It was great.
0: Well, there's, okay, there's a lot there. There's a, um, it's almost like there's a trauma. Like you go through all this stuff that happened and you, we talked about this in the last episode that you're spiritual and not that you're going to tell anybody what they need to do. But for me, uh, the day that I quit drinking, like the, the thing for me was this huge rainbow showed up and, I felt like it was a sign from God. Right. It was this thing that God told me. And it kind of opened my eyes to listening. Listening. And I'm not I'm not a Bible thumb. I'm not I'm not trying to preach here. I'm just saying sometimes God or your higher power, whatever it might be, speaks to you and you don't listen. And I've made it of intense focus to try and listen to these things. And it sounds like to you you kind of knew that, Hey, I want to change direction. I want to do something differently. And we're just going to, we know in general what we want to do. And then we're going to wait for signs. We're going to wait for it to happen that this is what's meant to be for you. And you started listening and you started identifying different areas and Hey, look, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to force it, but whatever you want to do with me, let's go. And then you, you waited and you found it and it looks like it's going to work
1: out really well. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, as you're waiting, you have to be responsible. So I went and bought like a used food truck that I was going to fix up and I still own it, you know, and it's just kind of sitting there. But like my idea, I was just like, well, I've got to, I got to have an income for my family. So, you know, be responsible. And I have so many friends in the industry with like, I, I knew I could call any of them up. They're all short staffed. So I was just like, Hey, can, can I plug in, you know, even if it's just for a few weeks, a couple months, whatever. But Um, You know, I went out and bought the food truck thinking I was just going to, you know, I had always kind of had burgers in mind because I'm just, I'm passionate about that. I just smash burgers, probably my favorite food in the, in the world. Um, Pretty damn so, good. Yeah, they're so awesome. So I knew that's probably the lane that I wanted to transition to, mainly because I, I wanted to simplify, too. Just the idea of having one or two proteins and just smashing burgers all day. Is What's the best
0: awesome. smash burger in Nashville that's not Cletus? Uh,
1: man, I haven't been to a lot of places. There's a lot of people telling me, like, uh, bad luck burger's really good. I haven't tried uh, that yet. I
0: haven't either, but that's all I hear.
1: But my kid, like we're we on the west side, so we hit Hugh Babies quite a bit. Um, that's, that's our favorite yeah it's it's good um I'm trying to think um so a lot of a lot of places i I'll, they'll call it a smash burger on their menu and then you get it, it's like mm, this isn't really a smash burger it might it might have been a ball previously and smashed somewhat so <laughs> it, it technically is a smash burger but it's not like a like a thin big all right let's talk about batter. what is let's
0: define smash burger Ah man i don't you know you said man. is it a ball and i'm like i guess it starts the ball then you smash it on a griddle is that what defines a smash burger?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know the definition of like it's kind of like barbecue. What what's the definition of barbecue? That's a hard one to answer. You know, I think that's uh, different people would answer that differently. But my definition of a smash burger would be uh, cooked on a griddle or in a cast iron pan, um, just a, a solid, smooth, hot surface. Um, you you sm- you you create a. You know, you create your ball of ground beef, and then you just smash that thing to where it's really thin. Like you don't you don't cook smash burgers to order. It's not like oh, I want mine medium or I want my like they're it's they all well, yeah. And then they're juicy. You want that crusty, buttery, crispy on each side of it. Um, and you want it to know it's like snowflakes. You don't want to want to ever look like the other. You don't want a preformed, you know, patty. You yeah, know, you want you want that 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 gorgeous. And then you know, a classic smash burger is going to have American cheese. You know, I think the most popular places are like Shake Shack and In N Out. In and Out, yeah. Um, even In N Out, they could probably smash yours a little bit more. I would say Shake Shack's probably more, leans more towards a classic smash burger than Even In N Out. Now, don't get me wrong, In N Out's still excellent. That's a big debate We're you know. But. You,
0: you know, it's funny because I had Pat Martin in here a couple weeks ago and we were talking about Hugh Babies. And we last time I went to California with the family, uh, we went to In N Out and we're all eating. And my kids were like, this isn't, this isn't very good, Dad. And I was like, what? This isn't that that's <laughs> blasphemy. This is in and out. Right. And I was eating. I was like, you know what? I think the Q like, babies is better than this. Yeah. It's five a, guys does a good job too. I mean, for the most part, they're I like five guys, but like I was blown away. Like the, the smash burgers come a long way.
1: Oh, they have. And it's becoming like, it's, it's <clears throat> kind of taken over the world. Like if you look at Instagram, like smash burgers are just going everywhere. And like, so, uh, it's 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 really a hot thing and uh but and rightfully so though they're they're flipping good man they're they're so good and that's unintended and they're affordable you know it's not affordable it's something you can eat two or three times a week as opposed to like you know having to set aside at night to go have smash burgers
0: so you clearly love smash burgers I've, i've since our interview of may 6 2020 you and i have got to spend I think a pretty good amount of time talking mm-hmm. and just kind of catching up. I consider you to be a friend. Yeah, Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm honored for that. Thank and you. Tell me, let's talk about your vision for Cletus, right? So this hasn't happened yet. You kind of, you're you're laying in bed. You're thinking about what this is. You're in the shower. I I tend to like wash my car and I'll listen to something or I'll go for a walk. And my brain just goes down like a hundred different route these visions of what I want to do and how I'm going to do it. How did it begin? How did the idea for Cletus begin? Shane's gonna jump into the answer to that question right after these words. Do you own a restaurant? Are you a general manager? Do you want things to be done right every single day? Of course you do. That's what Maintain IQ is for. They are a modern digital checklist system that simplify your operations. Let me tell you what I mean. When I walk into a restaurant and I look around and I go, why are the TVs on Judge Judy? And I look around and I go, why is that light bulb out? How come the lights aren't at the right level? Did somebody unlock the side door? Why aren't the mats put out? Why are there towels here? Who's going to set up the drink station? All of these things are simplified if they're on a checklist. And that is what Maintain IQ does. They're designed specifically for restaurants. They standardize, track, and manage food safety procedures, temp logs, daily checklists think server opening duties, bartender opening duties, bartender closing checklist. It's right there on an app. The bartender goes in at the end of the night. They click bartending closing checklist. There's a checklist on there. They click it off. They sign their name. It's done the next day. Who closed the bar last night? Oh, it was Tina. And this is what she signed. You can take pictures of soup stations. Any kind of mise en place needs to be ready for your kitchen line. You have a new guy. Hey, how do you set this up? Here's a, here's a here's a checklist, here's a picture of what it needs to look like, and it'll walk you through exactly how to do it. This is a game changer, and it is, again, brand new to Nashville. Maintain IQ for restaurants. You can do preventative maintenance, ongoing repairs. It has a work order log that is amazing. You can keep track of everything that you need to have fixed in the restaurant in one place. Managers save up to 10 hours per week. You can reduce your RM repair and maintenance spend by $5,000 per year. Staff will know what to do, when to do it, and by when. Everything is digitally recorded. You need to give Will Jockson a call. His number is 714 457 4481. He's in Southern California, but he's going to be here in Nashville in June to do a deep dive with you. He would love to do a demo with you right now. Here's the deal for Nashville restaurant radio listeners. You have to call him or email him and tell him you're a Nashville restaurant radio listener. He is going to set it up for you. He's going to set up all of your checklist for free up to a $300 value. That's the part that sucks the most guys entering all of your checklists into the system. They're going to do that for you, right? So this is the, this is Maintenance-free, it is easy, it is a very inexpensive monthly fee. You need to send him an email, will at maintainiq.com, or give him a call, 714-457-4481. Welcome, Robbins Insurance Agency, to Nashville Restaurant Radio. So I'm going to start off and tell you guys that we use Robbins Insurance Company at both of our restaurants, the Green Hills Grill and Marable, because they specialize in Restaurants. It's so important. I'm telling you, if you buy insurance in anywhere that you buy insurance, it's so important that you're buying the right type of insurance. And, you know, I don't think people tell you that. They just sell insurance for what the cheapest is. But, you know, sometimes you're paying the cheapest for insurance you don't need. So that is why Robbins Insurance specializes in restaurants. They identify exactly the type of insurance that you're going to need to run your business so that you can sleep sound at night. And that's super-duper important, y'all. So I would like for you, if you're curious about this, you want to learn more, give Matthew Clements a call. His number is 863-409-9372. Or you can shoot him an email at mclements, that's M-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at com. What Chefs Want has been serving the Nashville restaurant community for over 15 years. During that time, they've worked tirelessly to be... Well, what chefs want? Seven-day deliveries, no fuel charges, 24-7 customer care, unparalleled availability, and they'll split almost everything they sell. If you're the kind of person that wants to see what's new when it comes in stock, you should follow them on the socials at whatchefswant and sign up to be a customer at whatchefswant.com. Let's talk about your vision for Cletus, right? So this isn't happened yet. You kind of, you're, you're laying in bed. You're thinking about what this is. You're in the shower. I, I tend to like wash my car and I'll listen to something or I'll go for a walk. And my brain just goes down like a hundred different, route, these visions of what I want to do and how I'm going to do it. How did it begin? How did the idea for Cletus begin?
1: Uh, it's kind of two tracks. I think the mission part of it was has just been helping and serving with people loving Nashville downtown and um, their favorite. I think their favorite night. So every Monday night, people loving Nashville is at War Memorial Plaza, um, and they're 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 serving anywhere from three four hundred people every single Monday night, and they have not missed a Monday night in like twelve years. And um, wow the most popular night seems to be burger night down there. And then they'll switch up the menu and they do a lot of things, but like our friends on the street, they just love, they love burgers, you know? So, uh, and then I love them as well. And like, I stay in my lane. It's like meat, meat yeah. <laughs> and fire, or you know, like, <laughs> um, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not a chef. Like I don't, I'm not going to come up with some kind of crazy stuff, but I do have a creative mind whenever it comes to, uh, Protein. taking, taking simple things and making them, you know, <clears throat> little bit more fun and uh so yeah so I think the mission part of that just just being out there serving and being and and having constant I've been talking with Ryan Lampa for and and Nate his brother like for the last Colleen like all of the the Lampas um you know I've been talking to them for the last probably year and a half two years and just being like how can we help how can we help how what can I do what can we do you know and like we did the big Thanksgiving meal the, where we had multiple chefs you know uh from town you know like Nina and Trey mm-hmm. and uh uh John Lasseter helped and then you had more hospitality like we we did the big people loving Nashville Thanksgiving dinner where everybody pitched in and we created a feast and um and then this year Pelican and Pig you know um they they jumped in and helped as well nice um so uh that has, and, and getting everyone involved and, and I, so So there's that part of it is the Monday night. And so what I want to do moving forward is the last Monday of every night, I'm sorry, the last Monday of every month is going to be um, Cletus night. And so what we're going to do is we're going to be down there. Uh, cranking out burgers at War Memorial Plaza. We're going to be feeding three 400 people. We're going to have music. Uh, street barbers show up. They give out haircuts. Shower Up shows up. There's showers. There's tons of clothes provided by People Loving Nashville. They're handing out, like, it's a party, and we want to make it a party. And um, so it's, it's going to be burger. The last Monday is going to be – now, they do it every Monday. But what we're going to do is just we're going to – take over the food part of it the last Monday of every month. Oh, that's awesome. So we're going to be closed every Monday, Cletus, when we finally do get open, hopefully later this summer, we're going to be closed every Monday and allow people the opportunity to go down and serve. Uh, And then the last Monday, if they want to sign up and go down with us as a team at Cletus, then they can do that as well.
0: So that's part of your vision. The vision was I want to do a smash burger, and I want to partner with people loving Nashville and I want to figure out a way that I can serve food and also serve my community
1: yeah pretty much but I also knew like you know when it when it came to like the smash burger and the burger part like with that I wanted to do something simple but I wanted to do it excellent and um I wanted to do one thing you know and I just and the idea of just doing burgers but just putting all your focus into doing them excellent and doing them right um or to the best of your ability, our ability. So, that's, that's one of the things that we really wanted to uh, – so, we have a creative menu, and we're going to be rolling that out and giving sneak peeks of that on socials. Um, burgers that um, you've never, ever would have thought would have made any sense. Uh, but we're going to have some uh, a lot of fun with those. Uh, a lot of fun with the, you know, the MO at Honey Fire was just kind of coming up with these crazy sandwiches that, like, weren't typical barbecue sandwiches. And, uh, so we succeeded. Wondered- well, thank you. Yeah, so we want to do the same thing with burgers. We just want to have like these burgers where we're just like, I never would have thought to put this on a burger, but it's working. Like, is this you know, a so. big jam with peanut butter. Like, what's going on here? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing going to be too artsy. Yeah, it's a it's going to be stuff that we can just kind of uh, throw out there. It's going to be fun. But you know, the, the classic smash burger, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. That you know, that's that's what your best seller is always going to be. It's a classic burger, a double burger, you know, so.
0: So, tell us about this location. You're on Elm Hill Pike. It's mm-hmm. going to be on Elm Hill Pike. Basically, right before Joey's House of Pizza, rest in peace.
1: Yeah. Why'd they have to, like, I was so excited to be their neighbor, and uh, we signed the lease, and, like, a week later, they're like, we're closing. I'm like, I was planning on going there. It's literally right next door. And I was like, I was so excited to develop a relationship with those guys, go oh, over there all the I, time. I, did I look at you wrong? Like, what happened oh, here? Like, man. I'm. You know, I think they did pretty well. I think uh, from what I've I read that uh, you know, with their the sale of their property there, so um, I, I, I'm hopeful that they they open up somewhere else. I'm sure I, I would think that they would with the following they have. But Do
0: you, is there another restaurant going in that spot?
1: No, from what I understand, they are developing that, and it's going to be residential condos and stuff. Well, so. that will be great for you. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, be that's. Good. All. I mean, there's no really, there's really nowhere else to go if you're coming from downtown out outside of like the industrial parts. So they're, they're starting to just take that properties and, and develop like those. Just so out, Yeah.
0: So, so tell me about it. The first time you saw this property and you walked on, tell, like walk me through what it was like, Hey, we're looking at this thing and you, would you, did you know immediately like this is the spot? Did you have the vision? Did it feel like, what were you feeling?
1: Well, the reason I loved it, is because it's an old house, I think. It was an old house, and then uh, various artists brewing... Uh, they bought the property and they converted it into like their brewery inside and it has a bar. And, and then they they uh, built a beautiful um, beer garden in the back and they put a nice patio on the front and on the side. It's got a three seasons room. So the outdoor seating is phenomenal. The beer garden is beautiful. They did an excellent job. Uh, but from the front, it kind of looks like a hole in a wall old house. And I love that. Like what I wanted to do, uh, um, you know, is just – I wanted to find something that, like, I'm drawn to. Like, one of my favorite spots, and I'm going to go here there in about 30 minutes, is, like, Redheaded Stranger. Oh, yes. You know, uh, just, there's just something about walking in, and, like, I love the spots where it's, like, a cooler of water. You want some water? It's in that Gatorade cooler over there. Um, If you want a Coke, there's a can, there's a cooler with cans of Coke in it, you know, like, um, it's it's taking something and just that has a ton of character and making it your own. And like, whenever I saw the house, the old house, it kind of was about the same size as the house that my grandfather Cletus, you know, had. And I was just like, man, this kind of looks like Cletus's house and like, it could be his, his spot and have a lot of character. And then there, but there's a party going on in the back where people are chilling and having fun. And like, you can see like 90 people, at the outside wow. of the space, so it's it's crazy, but it, I just love the vibe, and I love the fact that it was kind of old and and just I had character. Oh, tons of character! You know, decades and decades of stuff has happened, you know, in there, and it's just I love that.
0: Do you know any of the history of the home? Was who lived in it, or
1: was it I somebody's don't. house? All I know is prior to various artists having it, it was. Various Artists is the name of the brewing company. Yeah, not just Various Artists had it. <laughs> um, prior to them, it was an accounting office, and like they had basically, it was still like a uh, it was like a home with bedrooms in it, and each bedroom had different offices in it. So, and so they took it and they flipped it basically from a house. And so I don't know who used to live in it, but if anybody has any info on that, I would love to.
0: Yeah, I mean, learn that. You know, we have Mayor Bowl Restaurant and. It was a house that's built in 1942, and so there was a family that lived there. And we have this like archive of photos of the house when the family lived there. So it's just kind of cool because it's a restaurant that we're in all the time, and yeah. we converted it to do all these things. But sometimes you see a picture, and oh, this was their living room. This yeah. was the room that they did Christmas morning in, and this is and this is now a room that people get married in or that they do the rehearsal dinners. It's just, there's a cool kind of feeling to all of that. I I love it. I I get chills thinking about like all just the history Uh, of a home and what happened in there. So.
1: I love it too. And, uh, you know, and I don't, I have people are asking me, so you're going to put one here. You're going to put one there. Like, what about Bellevue? Here's the thing. Like we didn't plan on really opening this restaurant two months ago. Like we weren't looking, we didn't seek out to find this spot and to like open this a Um, when it comes to like, we just, our mission will always be to take care of our community and, and to serve our friends on the street. And outside of that, you know, if growth happens naturally over the course of years or like, then so be it. But what, what I will not do is be in a position where I'm trying to run multiple restaurants and it takes away, from my time and my ability and my bandwidth to do what we know we're supposed to be doing. And that is serving our community. And another big thing that I, I want to mention, is not just providing food. So one of the things that we're doing is people loving Nashville has started a restoration program where they are pulling people. Um, um, let's say pulling people. They are inviting people off the streets and they are, they have a restoration program that they have put together that is basically um Reteaching life skills, balancing checkbook, how, how to cook, how to do like, like, and trying to get people off the streets and reintegrated back into the workforce. And what you can't do is you can't just pluck someone and give them a job, especially in the restaurant industry, you get in some kitchens and it's, you might as well just not be there. I mean, they're going to end up falling right back into the things that, you know, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough industry the industry for sure. <laughs> so, What they are doing is they are having, uh, so, and I'm, so basically I built this model with Cletus specifically with this in mind. They are taking people through the restoration program. And as they are ready, they will be coming on staff at Cletus. And so we will be um, working closely and giving them a low barrier opportunity for employment that, you know, and it's, it's going, and and I, and we had many conversations like, uh, like I was really nervous about this because I just, I didn't know if I was the guy to do this. And so that's why working like uh, Joey and uh, who it works for uh, PLN, he's, he's heading up the restoration project. I talked to him daily. I'm just like, I'm going to need you like here with me, like close, like, and you know, we're not just going to bring a bunch of people in and hope that something, you know, throw it on the wall and hope that some stick like, you know, we're going to start, we're doing some prep out of the PLA kitchen for the restaurant. So um, the first phase would be just a couple days a week. They're coming in and they're knocking out prep lists. They're slicing tomatoes. They're doing different things like that. And uh, as they, um, you know, as they work their way through the program, whenever they're ready, they'll transition to the restaurant. There'll be uh, opportunities to work on the line. There'll be opportunities to, um, you know, have interactions with guests, uh, just whatever they're ready for, and whenever sure, the team they're good yeah. at too. I mean, yeah.
0: you might find somebody's really good at interacting with guests, and one guy's really methodically great at smashing burgers.
1: Yeah. So, the idea isn't just to. A big part of what we do is going to be providing meals for the hungry. That's a huge part of what we do. But we also, for those who long for opportunity to transition out of the streets and get back into the, and it's not, and it's not everybody. But for those that do, we are tr- we are trying to create a program to get them reintegrated into the workforce. Why is that your passion? Because I mean, there's
0: a lot of there's a lot of charities, there's a lot of different nonprofits you can work with. Why that specific one? Why are you so passionate about it that you want to create a restaurant based around helping? I mean, I, I I'm not saying that it's bad or anything. I'm just saying like, yeah. what about it is personal to you?
1: I think. I think I grew up in a tiny little town in Indiana that was, I would say most people were probably poverty, below the poverty line or right at it. Um, myself included there for a, a stretch. And, you know, like I'm, I'm not ashamed of, of my past. Like I was, I grew up in a trailer that was parked in the garden behind Cletus's house, you know, on the property. And so I think growing up, I mean, we... Uh, we didn't go without don't don't hear me you know my mom worked hard and you know my dad helped provide and you know everybody provided and but it was so I didn't feel like I had like looking back on it you know I realized okay shoot you know I, and I feel like we we didn't have hardly any money like my mom was working at a nursing home or or whatever and uh, my grandfather Cletus absolutely didn't have any money but I was constantly seeing him find people in worse situations like he was taking my Hand me down clothes, and I remember going to different families' homes that had like three or four kids, and like giving them like fourth generation clothes, and them just being thrilled about it, you know. Or or, or going hunting and like taking whatever we shot and taking it to these families that were just thrilled to get four rabbits, you know, like for dinner. And yeah, that's uh,
0: an amazing perspective.
1: And so it was. I've always had a my heart is broken for the poverty stricken. It always has been, and. Um, and I find the most life and it is life given life giving for me to just, I I know like if you can provide a free meal and not just a meal, but like do, do something like, and and, and, and again, I don't want to just, just do food. Like the vision that we have for this is so much more than food, but like just to provide like that can be, and then, and again, the conversations that you have, like whenever we're giving the food, that's, that's probably more important than the food. And it's not, it's just re, in, just in, it's integrity, you know, just instilling integrity back into people and mm-hmm. letting them know like, hey, it's not, this isn't like, it's not, hey, God bless you. Here's your food. You know, like it's, hey man, how you doing, man? You, you're Preds fan. I see you're wearing that hat. I don't know. It is like, talk to people like they, like you want to be talked to. And that's what doesn't happen a lot. And that's where the, the you know, and that's where PLN has taught me a lot is like these just watching their staff just interact with these people and develop relationships. And um, that's, that's what has really inspired me over the last couple of years. It's like, I want to have more time on my hands to go out there and do this. And the best way to do that is create a model that is intended to go out there and be on the streets too. So
0: have you ever met a guy named brett swain did you meet he runs the cookery
1: no but i want to go there i've i've heard the story i've never met him yeah you got to go by the checkmate he's amazing
0: but how is this as a father Because i see pictures of you and your family working with pln um out there what do you think this does because your children are there with you Mm -hmm. what kind of impact does this have on them how do they respond to this do they they have that same passion do they understand what your drive is
1: uh, they do because it's it's just become a part of our life. And I think I think for my kids, like, I just don't want them to know any different. I want them to grow up and become adults that just give because that's what we do, not because they feel obligated to do or, you know, like, and it, and it helps that they get out there and have conversations with people and, like, you know, they're getting high fives from our friends on the streets for, you know, and they'll, like, and just to train them to, like, engage. They're, they're you know –
0: Being kind, genuine, like, kindness towards people.
1: And there's a stereotype that the general public sometimes has about people on the streets. Oh, you know, the drugs and this and that. You know, there are circumstances where that is the case. But there are a lot of circumstances where these are just, I'm down a year or two, four years ago, whatever. Like, life just went south. And uh, they'll start showing you pictures of their kids and their grandbabies. And, like, oh, you look like, you know, and it's just... And that's the, that's what I want my kids to understand is like, people are, people are worth it. Even if you don't feel like they are, they're worth your time. They're worth your energy. They're worth your, your conversations. And, um, um, they're worthy of, 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 of you and anything that you can give, you know, and, um, and they're, they're starting to see that, but I want it to be so integrated. Like they don't even have to ask questions and then they're just, it's just wired in who they are.
0: I think that's that's awesome. I think I want to get. I just talking about this right now. I'm like, I get. I certainly want to get my kids more involved next. In has got to be just an amazing lesson for them. Yeah. Tell me more about Cletus. Tell me about your grandfather.
1: So, um,
0: and the name. Why you decided to name the place Cletus?
1: You know, I grew up uh, like uh, I grew up in Carthage, Indiana, and the neighboring town was called Charlottesville. And these are tiny little farm communities in the middle of cornfields, and we're talking. You know, there's. I think there's less than a thousand people in each place in each town, um, but so my grandfather had a restaurant called the Midway Cafe. It was a little cafe, and uh, Cletus did, um, and it was he called it the Midway Cafe because it was midway between Knightstown and midway between Greenfield. So it was ten miles one way to the next town and ten miles to the other way. So this was a cafe in the middle of the two that served all of the farmers. So it was basically, midway. yeah. Breakfast and lunch was all they did. I mean, and the farmers would just get there at five o'clock in the morning. They'd have their coffee. They'd eat their breakfast. They'd go out in the fields. A lot of them would come back in for lunch, and that was their day. And then they would close at one o'clock, and they would be done. They'd get up and do it the next day. So my earliest memories, and my mom was a waitress there. Um, my, you know, there was a family affair. My grandmother, Audrey, you know, uh, I have a grandma named Audrey as well. <laughs> uh, spelled the same way and everything. Um, so Cletus and Audrey just, you know, like those classic
0: names, Cletus and Audrey. Yeah. And they were That's just beautiful
1: in this tiny little, you know, hole in the wall place. It was right on highway 40 and, um, they had a jukebox in the corner and like, I, I begged for, I would drop quarters in that thing and play old time rock and roll by Bob Seger over and over and over. (laughs) And there's actually a picture. uh, We might throw it up on uh, the socials here soon, but there's just a picture. The only picture I have of me in the restaurant is in front of that jukebox as, as like a two or three year old boy, just like dancing to old time rock and roll. So, um, but anyway, so that, but Cletus, um, yes. So my, uh, the earliest memories I have is just smelling the bacon, the eggs, the burgers and things like that, that he was back there on that, that griddle just, cooking and um but at the same time like his heart was just anybody who ever knew him like this man would he didn't have much but he would find people who had less and he would give and uh, he would give his time and like I've never met met a more kind soul in my life like I never even in all of my years of knowing him until I was I think he passed when I was 24 425. Um, I never even saw his brow furrow in anger. Like he was just so sweet and so kind and so gentle. And, uh, he was from the Hills of Kentucky. He's a world war two, like he was on the front lines in world war two. Like, um, just, just has an amazing, amazing story of, of, of the life that he lived. And, um, you know, I felt like as a kid, I was kind of embarrassed by the name Cletus. You know, like it just Cletus. You know, because it just kind of has a connotation to it. Typical country, yeah. kind of a name. And my grandpa would wear suspenders, and he would come pick me up from like middle school football practice, and people would be like, "Cletus is here," you know, like kind of make fun. And so I always just like, well, you know, mm. I always had a little bit of like, yeah, I was a little embarrassing, but like the more I got to know it, like I just. Uh, you know, as I just became mature and didn't really care what people thought, like I started like absolutely loving the name and not in like a silly redneck kind of way, but I just loved the name Cletus, you know. And he spelled it C L E D I S. A lot of them are C L E T U S, like Cletus T Judd. Cletus, yeah, Cletus, Cletus. Cletus. Uh, but Cletus is just how he spelled his name, and uh, he didn't even have a middle name. It was just Cletus Nolan was his name, you know. And uh, so I was just like, man, let's just. And then I just searched and. I saw Cletus.com was for sale, and I made an offer on it, like a lowball offer, and they took it, and I'm just like, Cletus it is. But I want it to Cletus. be – Cletus.com. Yeah. That. And I just want Cletus to encompass way more than just burgers. That's why I didn't want to do just Cletusburgers.com or like this is a burger joint, but like Cletus, the personality of this place and the mission of what we do is so much more than just smashing burgers. That's going to be a big part of it, and that's what's going to – hopefully get people in to hang out with us but you know a little more than that
0: we're gonna take one more quick break to hear another word from our sponsors so i had a server walk up to me last week and she said hey why don't we compost our food waste and i said that's a great question we're about to she goes really and i go yeah we're about to start using the compost company she's like oh that's amazing. I was a really I, I was feeling anxiety that we're throwing all this food away. And it's just, we could be composting it. And I, I, it was amazing because I was like, I thought people thought that, but I wasn't really sure. And she came up to me and said that. So this partnership with the compost company couldn't come at a better time, guys. When you're looking for retaining staff and your staff wanting to work somewhere that knows that you're doing something that's good for the environment... This is your opportunity. The Compost Company is a local company owned by Jeffrey and Clay Izell, and they will come to your restaurant, and they will pick up your food waste and take it to their farm where they turn it into fresh compost, which then in turn gets sold to uh, farmers and Whole Foods and landscapers. And so it's kind of a full circle deal. If you want to get involved, uh, give Jeff a call at 615-866-8152. Uh, He is the guy that you would want to call to get set up, or you can check him out at compostcompany.com. They are amazing, and they are here sponsoring locally owned and operated restaurants with Nashville Restaurant Radio. You guys are amazing. Go check out The Compost Company. Super Source is the answer to your dish machine and chemical needs in your restaurant. They've got zero minimums and zero contracts, so they have to earn your business every single week. Zero minimums. 0 They're not going to make you sign a five-year contract, even if you lease the dish machine from them. It's amazing. Jason Ellis is a hard working man, and he is here to help save you money, increase the cleanliness of your dishes, and provide the best service in Nashville. So check him out. Go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Click the Sponsors tab. Find the link for SuperSource, and if you sign up there, you will get three free months of dish machine rentals right now. You can also check them out at supersource.com or you can call Jason Ellis directly at 770 337 All right, today we are talking about net checks. Net checks! Man, I tell you what, net checks. Have you heard? I start thinking about netchecks.com and I just get I get excited. I mean payroll? Taxes? Human resources, oh, this is my jam. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I'm a restaurant person and I'm good at dealing with people, do all of the other things, but you know what? All this HR, payroll, taxes, that is not necessarily my jam, which is why NetChecks is here. They make it so darn easy. Recruiting and onboarding performance management human resources they do the scheduling they're like a like a a program you can go and put your schedule it'll fill it out for you you need that that makes your life easier stop using an excel spreadsheet they do payroll they do taxes and it's all wrapped up nice and neat in a mobile app you need to go check them out right now if you are like me and don't like doing all these things they make it so easy that anyone can do it right now netchecks is always on the employee experience wow okay so i feel like i'm i'm learning a lot here this is great thank you again for your time today last time we talked we talked about your tattoos now i'm sitting across the room from across a table from you looking at your tattoos yeah Uh, i don't know if you are out there i think that episode got like you know 120 listens Mm -hmm. back two years ago uh So maybe a lot more people listen to it now. Your left arm is, um, I think you said it was kind of representative of hard times. The past. The past. The past. And you said that there's a a devil and all these things that are constantly (laughs) lurking coming at you, right?
1: So, yeah, it's got a snake. And the snake is... Snake. Yeah, the snake is on here. And it represents like the enemy in the midst of the darkness and like it's got black water which is the japanese black water and so and it's got four two big lotuses and two buds coming off and lotuses are beautiful flowers but they grow in dark murky places so it's basically in you know as i look at our past there was a lot of dark seasons for me and my wife and for like there was a long oh, like almost a decade of just like you know trials and marriage and like just depression and and like all kinds of just Human, uh, human things
0: that happen to people.
1: Yes, but in the midst of it, you know, there was, you know, the snake represents an enemy trying to destroy us and take us off the face of the map. But like something beautiful was happening, and something beautiful was was blossoming, and that's why I have the two lotuses, and then I have the two buds that represent our two kids coming off of those. Wow! And so that's the past, and then the future is just all about just setting sail on new adventures. You know, I've got a map, it's Aslan. Yeah, we've yeah, it's it's it kind of looks like Aslan. It's just a, it's a lion and. You know I've got the, uh, I've got a dove with a uh, olive branch in its mouth. I've got like a, a a scope and a compass and some more roses and so it's just about setting sail on new adventures and like like we don't know I've still got some spots in here. I don't know what's going to fill it up over the next couple of years, but uh, we are we're, we are wide-eyed and we're excited about what's happening. so
0: do you have anything on the plan so when we were talking about the future? Is there a Cletus tattoo coming somewhere? Is there a smash burger you're gonna fit in there on the arm? You know, like, I
1: don't. I don't think I'll do a cheeseburger on my arm. Why not? But I, I would do. I I really love the Cletus logo. Yeah, hell yeah! Yes. It's a,
0: It's just his name written in cursive like that.
1: Yeah, I really love the script. Shout out to Amber Ziracor who did that. Um, but um, yeah, I really love the logo. So I've really thought about putting the Cletus logo because again it's so much more than burgers to us. Like it's just, it's an all encompassing thing though. So I, I I may throw that on there. I've got plenty of room left on this, uh, this right arm. So I may do that. We'll uh, see.
0: A shout out to you. Um, You mentioned last time you said I had a midlife crisis, bought a Harley. Yeah. It's got the tattoo sleeves. I just bought a Jeep. You I did. feel like I'm, I'm now that, that stage of like, I'm driving around with the top off of my Jeep. I'm like, this is fun. I yeah, dig this. Exactly. I'm, 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 I was feeling you yesterday. as I was listening back to the old episode, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Maybe this is my midline. Maybe this is I'm going through it right now."
1: You, you might be. You gonna get some tattoos? I,
0: I'm. I ask everybody about their tattoos because I, I, I want tattoos.
1: You should get like something on your lower back. That'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like your Nashville Restaurant Radio logo
1: on your lower back, just
0: right on like the small of my back, right there. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that would be awesome. That's a good place to. I, yeah. Maybe I mean national shirt logo will be fun i I want to do what you have though, like I want like sleeves, I have zero tattoos, not one, and mm. I just I think once I pull the trigger, I'll be okay, but I just don't I want that one thing you know, like that one thing that I'm like, yes, this, yeah, and I don't know if it's a lion or if it's a, do not i i don't I don't know, I don't know what the thing is, and i that's why I'm keep asking people because I'm interested in what they did and their thought yeah. process as well as like I'm looking for ideas,
1: yeah. Um, a lot of people do like something from their past. A lot of people do something, something to remember. And then there's something that they're hoping for. There's just something that gives you hope. So, um, I do, I do think that, you know, a good story behind a tattoo is because you get asked about them all the time. Like I'm in the grocery store and people are like, Oh, I like that. You know, and what's that mean? You know, so you've got to have an answer and it's,
0: do you have it down to like a 90 second deal? Oh yeah. You can like. like This represents the past. Represents the future. This represents
1: peace and love and most people are like, okay, cool. Like they don't want to hear anymore, (laughs) you know. But uh, I give them like the five ten second version, and then some people are curious, you know. But I get Aslan a lot from Lion the Witch and Wardrobe because this lion does definitely resemble him. So,
0: but in that you but you love that book though, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean that's like a C.S.
1: Lewis is. I mean I'm sorry. Yes, C.S. Lewis. That's C.S. Lewis, right? I think that's, yeah, that's C.S. Lewis. Yeah, it's I'll not lie. Tolkien. It was, no. it was, yeah, they're buddies. I always get them confused. Yeah. Tolkien is the Lord of the Rings guy. So, uh-huh. yeah, no, but yeah, you're, you're right. So, you get asked about him a lot, especially the line, because it's front and center. You know, people are like, I like your line. I'm like, thank you.
0: Yeah, Shane, it's always good to see you, man. It's good seeing you in the flesh. I yeah. miss you over at Honey. Honey Fire's
1: not the same. Nah, I
0: don't know about that. I know. I was there the other day. I was like, hey, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I mean, go support him I love honey fire, but
1: yeah, definitely support them. We're supporting them. You know, I feel like, um, they've got some good, uh, I still got some friends that work there, you know? And so, uh, we're a fixture in our community. We're always going to be part of Bellevue, you know? So, um, you know, they're part of our community. So, uh, we're, we're just encourage everybody just to keep on
0: going. Good deal. um, I know you gotta go we're at, we're at our hard stop time so the last thing we have guests do on the show is you get to take us out so whatever you want to say as long as you want to say it to the people listening say whatever you want final thought
1: my final thought is um you know just uh let's let's think outside of our as as a people um let's let's start thinking outside of ourselves just a little bit next time we see someone on the streets like don't assume that they're on drugs don't assume that they don't want to work um, that is the case a lot of times but a lot of times it's just people who've lost a lot they've lost hope and the best way to uh, instill hope back into people's lives is to just have a conversation and it, it can just be a one-liner it's roll your window down. You know, I keep bottled water, you know, just hand them a water and be like, how you doing today? How you asking about the weather, ask whatever, just have a conversation that Treat is not like people. Yes. That is not, hey, get a job or, you know, like, or whatever, you know, just, or completely ignore. Um, uh, just, uh, it's about instilling integrity back into the hopeless and, um, and giving them a reason to just, even if it's just for the day to smile and. Once you develop that habit of just smiling and acknowledging and having conversations, then, uh, you can really impact people's lives and, um, and come hang out with us whenever we open, you know, uh, I don't know when that'll be hopefully later this summer, but come have a beer, come have a burger. Um, and, but more importantly, join us on a Monday night, you know, the last Mondays of every, of every month, you know, come and, and, uh, just hang out with us and serve some burgers and get to know some people
0: at War Memorial,
1: War Memorial Plaza, War Memorial Plaza. Yeah, we'll have all that on our website as soon as we get it up and rolling.
0: But and people can follow you at
1: at Cletus Burgers on uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, and now TikTok page. There is a TikTok page. I'm. Uh, it's definitely not my thing, but uh, I was I was talked into creating the account. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
0: Well, you made my TikTok famous, by the way. I had like no followers. And then a video that you did got like 100,000 views. And I got a couple. I think I got like 2,000 followers from that particular video that you did for me. So thank
1: you. I'm glad me and the fly could help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It really was the fly. You know, the fly was the, the, the star of the video. But whatever. Yeah, it
1: was. It was definitely the, the the focal point of the conversation. But I
0: thought it was yeah, I thought it was funny all the comments and people were like, get over
1: it, man. It's a barbecue restaurant yeah. that
0: has open garage doors.
1: It's crazy what uh what what people fixate on online, but it, it you know.
0: Crazy is the word. It is the word. is the word. It is what it is. Shane, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um go eat. At Cletusburg, watch for it to open. Follow them the socials. You'll get all the updates. And you have merch for sale already, don't you? So
1: we have hats. So that's a good thing you mentioned. So our hats are for sale. Uh, 100% of hat proceeds goes towards our Monday night missions. Wow, so, okay. um Yeah, we're not keeping anything that's a completely separate account. And that all goes towards our last Monday. So we, we use that to hopefully. So each hat so, uh, is two meals. Um, uh, the profits of two hats. How much is, is a hat? Uh, we're selling them for thirty um and so uh there's twenty eight thirty. there's a couple different options on there there's different styles but you know um yeah hats equal meals and then uh you know we're gonna go out there and hopefully serve three four hundred meals probably more the idea is to off, start doing wednesdays or thursdays as well in addition to the mondays uh we just need uh, we just need the support to do that but we think it's coming
0: awesome thanks again for being here man we will talk to you soon thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Shane Nasby, and thank you Shane Nasby for coming in and spending the time here in studio. You can follow him on TikTok. He has a new TikTok page. He actually filmed the TikTok for me, the where you can see him showing off his actual tattoos. Uh, so go to TikTok and look at Cletus C L E D I S, or you can look at Nash Restaurant Radio's TikTok page, and you can watch the video of him showing off his tattoos. Again, stay tuned for Monday, Justin Cook, EOS Worldwide. This is a game changer. If you don't know who he is and you don't know who he is, you will want to know who he is. This is a game changer, guys. It's going to be an amazing, amazing episode. I loved it. So motivational getting through this episode. So we will I uh, hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Let's do it. Stay, fa- safe.. Stay, da, da, da. stay safe, y'all. love you guys.